Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus, episode 93, the review for Knives Out. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And after a little while, we're going back to do film reviews. I know. It's strange, isn't it? Now, uh, yeah, I haven't done as many reviews on here as I would have liked, and before, like, say, September, I was thinking, yeah, there's not really many films at this time of the year that I was looking forward to. You know, the general autumn to winter season just didn't look like it had many films that I was overly interested in, besides seeing how, like, the last Star Wars film and this current, like, you know, mainline series was going to end, and obviously Knives Out, the film we're going to talk about today. Um, but yeah, I have ended up seeing it, I ended up seeing a lot more films than I expected during this time of year, and... The problem was that just the timing of some of these films, it was just uh, not optimal for me to get out, watch them, and then do a review in the allotted time. Because as some of you may be aware, you know, when you're reviewing things, you want to have your thoughts out on those films within, like, you know, was it the first week of release? So normally go to see the film opening day or within the opening weekend and have your thoughts out, ideally within the first three days. Because after that, people aren't interested and they're just moving on to the next thing. And a lot of those films I ended up just seeing a lot later than I would have hoped. So yeah, that's why there haven't been reviews on some of the films that I've seen. From Parasite to The Addams Family, Ford vs. Ferrari, 21 Bridges, Doctor Sleep, Premiere. There's a whole lot of films that I've ended up you know, playing catch up on over the last like month and a bit. And I've enjoyed all of them. And I have things to say about all of them, but... Some of them may have been a case of just I didn't end up seeing them, like, again, within the allotted time, or, you know, I just was thinking that I may end up, you know, just putting them into, uh, you know, more than one review in, like, you know, one episode, so sort of like a double or triple review, or maybe more than that, but, again, it was just a case of timing, man. I've just been busy doing my own personal project with, like, you know, illustration and animation and doing some extra work shifts, so it's a little tricky, it's a little tricky, but, yeah, um... I might do a compilation review of all the uh, major films that I haven't done an episode for yet prior to doing my top 10, you know, at the end of the year, but we'll see, we'll see. Time, we'll see what time is saying, because uh, December's going to be a, a hectic one. But yeah, anyway, uh, that's all that's going on with that. But anyway, Knives Out. I've been looking forward to seeing this film ever since its announcement. Because regardless of how you feel about Ryan Johnson and what he may or may not have done to your childhood and your favorite franchise in the form of Star Wars The Last Jedi, he's still a pretty good filmmaker and he knows what he's doing when he's given the right material. So when he started assembling Knives Out, I was like, you know what, The Last Jedi was a film that I'm still kind of mixed on. There's certain things I like, certain things I didn't like, but I was still curious to see what he'd do with his own project. So. The cast started being assembled, and I'm like, yo, man, look at that cast. It looks insane, mate. And then the first couple of trailers came out, and I'm like, yo, this looks like fun. Good old murder mystery, and it's got, like, you know, several of my favorite people, current and, like, you know, was it long-term that have been in films for a while, all interacting with each other. That's going to be fun. 
And then when the early reviews came out of like, you know, the uh, film festival circuit and everyone's just saying, oh yeah, this film is amazing, universal acclaim all over the place. I'm like, yo, okay, okay, I'm hyped. So now that the film has just come out, even though there was an early screening of it like last week and I would have tried so hard to get to it, but I had some other prior engagement so I couldn't go. But yeah, I've seen the film now and I'm ready to talk about it. And I'm just going to say up front, like, I have thoughts on this film, but they're probably not going to be as descriptive as some of the other ones. So let's just call this, like, probably, like, what, a quick review, a mini review? Um, yeah, it won't be, like, super long, because there's only so much things I can say about this film without going into the area of spoilers. And even if I'll describe certain plot elements that were, you know, spoiler-free, they might sort of lead into that spoiler territory. So I'm going to try to skirt around things. So... If the review sounds a little nondescript, just know that I'm trying to avoid things for your benefit because I know there's some people that don't care about spoilers, but there's a, a good chunk that do, so I'm just going to try and avoid that. So, without further ado, we're going to do this review as we always do with story, characters, presentation, and then the overall conclusion. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump in. Alright, so the story can be summed up as the following. The film follows a family gathering gone awry after the family patriarch's death leads to a master detective to investigate. And that is pretty much the basic way of summarizing the film without going into the area spoilers. This is sort of like a modern take on a classic whodunit story. And I'm not gonna lie, I've only seen a handful of murder mystery films in my life, but I am aware of the cozy conventions and tropes that come with those, and there are a good number of these, like, you know, notable films that I should have seen, being, like, you know, a film fan in, like, you know, air quotes, but, you know, as interesting as those films can be, it's just not my cup of tea, I'm more of a, you know, thriller action kind of guy, so, yeah. But that being said, this film was very, very interesting. It started out in a very sort of uh, conventional slash familiar manner, but as the film progressed, it engaged me and captivated me in ways I didn't expect. There was a few interesting twists and turns and changes to the basic formula that kept me invested, and just when I thought I understood where the film was going, took another swerve. Another, like, you know, left turn when I expected it to go right. There's a few zigzags here and there, and I'm just like, ooh, okay. This film was layered, smartly done, had that non-linear storytelling, but in that kind of way that, you know, invites you to, like, you know, ponder, learn more, and then when the film eventually reveals what's going on, you're just like, oh, okay, but in a good way, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I found this film quite good. It was very witty, and I liked the dialogue. And it was also a heck of a lot funnier than I expected. There was so many moments of humor in here that was injected at just the right time. And it was like, you know, subtle stuff to like, you know, pretty notable, like, you know, moments of humor, but it was just done very well. And yeah, I mean, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, that was a satisfactory movie. Now, I'm not going to say that this film, like, uh, wowed me in the story department, because from the way in which certain critics and people who had seen this film earlier on was going on about it, they were just saying, oh my gosh, it's one of the best films of 2019, and I'm just like, okay, I can see where some people would get that, especially if this kind of genre is your cup of tea, because it does some very nice and impressive things. But as the film finished, I was just like, this was a pretty good film, but I'm probably not going to leave it on the top end of my top 10 films, but I'm I'm not going to lie, it's definitely gotten into that top 10 just because it was a unique experience, and it was entertaining, and that's two things that 
if a film can be entertaining but also be unique at the same time that's always pretty good so yeah this film has shown that Ryan Johnson when he's working on his own material as opposed to like you know a franchise based movie he does a lot better just because he knows all the parameters he knows what he's doing he can create things that just work really well and get the best out of his cast and the story so with that being said let's move on to the cast and good gravy the cast for this film is mental mate there are far too many people to list on here but let's just say that everybody in the cast is a really good job there is not one wasted performance in here everybody in this ensemble cast puts in 110 percent and while everybody gets their moments to shine here there and everywhere there are some people that definitely stand out more so than others so i'm just gonna list off the people who you know really stood out to me so firstly i have to say jamie lee curtis was one of the uh, standouts to me as linda drysdale she has some really nice suits in this film. Jamie Lee Curtis has never looked better. And here's the thing, I know this is not like, you know, the section to be like, you know, looking at people's costume design and all that, but the costumes of everybody was really good, but her suits just look really good on her. And Jamie Lee Curtis is just one of those sort of actresses that's just continuously good. She has so much wit and sass and confidence in this film. She's great. I really liked her. And then there's Michael Shannon as Walt Thrombey. Michael Shannon my dude i love that guy there is no film i've ever seen michael shannon where i don't love him he's been my dude for ages and i'm pro i'm pretty sure i've probably like gushed about michael shannon on this uh, podcast beforehand but i love the guy he was just so fun and interesting and he just brings those sort of like you know michael shannon isms that just makes him such a you know a good person to watch on screen he was engaging, he was funny, he was a lot more humorous than I've seen him in a lot of other films that I've, you know, watched him in, but Shannon was great. He was really good. He was very captivating when he was on screen. And uh, Tony Collette as uh, Joni, she was great. She was so strange and weird, but her performance was wonderful. And I also really like Christopher Plummer. Like, he's another one of those guys that, you know, whenever he shows up, he's always a good time. I enjoyed his performance. And Lake Keith Stanfield as Detective Lieutenant Elliot, I really liked him. He was really good. It is interesting to see how far this guy has come over the last few years. I think the first film I sort of noticed him in was either in Selma or like uh, Straight Out Compton. But to see how far this guy is going is great. It's great. But now we're going to move on to the main people that like you know really shine for me. Um, you have Anna De Armas as uh, Marta. She was so good. Now this girl captured my heart and like you know engaged me when I saw her in Blade Runner 2049 and she was damn good in this film. I didn't expect her to be as core of a component to the movie as she was but she was great. She handled her material with so much like you know was it care and she had such great interactions with all of the cast and her character has such interesting quirks and things that just made her stand out. She was funny, yet, like, you know, engaging, and you... And, yeah, I don't want to say any more than that, but she was really good in the movie. And then you have Daniel Craig, who played Detective Benoit Blanc. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be butchering that name. I probably will be, but, yeah, he's the, you know, fancy detective who's basically trying to figure out what's going on with this murder, and uh, he's obviously has, like, some sort of notoriety because everyone sort of, like, clocks who he is straight away, or a certain amount of people do. And 
He was so fun. He's just a guy walking around with a certain air of confidence and swagger about him. And it's just fun to see him work and see the kind of like, uh, just see his process play out. And some of the stuff he comes out with is just bizarre, strange, and bloody hilarious. But yeah, no, Craig was great. He's a reliable actor who, even in like, you know, was it pretty bad films, will always stand out as one of the shining stars of it. And this accent that he used in this film was definitely a lot better than the one he used in Logan Lucky, at least in my opinion anyway. It just seemed a little bit more consistent. But yeah, Craig was great. And then there was Chris Evans as Ransom. Oh my god. Chris Evans is just delightful in this movie. He's basically this spoiled, arrogant, not very nice kind of dude who basically just shows up to the family just to cause unnecessary chaos. And uh, if you saw him in the trailers, that's just a tiny snippet of the delightfulness that he brings to this film. He has so much charisma and charm and magnetism that it's just great. And I know that a lot of people are mainly familiar with uh, Chris Evans from like, you know, the Marvel films as Captain America. Or if you want to go just a little further back than that, then he's, you know, either the Fantastic Four Human Torch dude from like those two Fantastic Four films in 2005 and 2007. Or if you want to go even further back than that, most people mainly remember him as one of those guys from like, it's not... It's not another teen movie, is that what the name of that title was? But yeah, Chris Evans for me, I got mainly introduced to him in Fantastic Four and then I just watched him in most other significant releases after that from Sunshine to, uh, was it The Losers and then seeing him in Scott Pilgrim. This guy is so good in everything that he's in. I love Chris Evans and I will be waving the flag of like you know support and love for Chris Evans until like the day I'm old and gray but he is great and this film shows that there is a certain level of extra depth to him that he only shows on a handful of occasions but when he's given the opportunity you get performances like he uh, gives in this film in Sunshine or like you know was it Snowpiercer or Gifted that film that he was in like a few years ago as well He's good. He has layers and the guy is really good in this film. And it was really fun. And I don't want to say any more than that, but yeah, he was great in this movie. So like uh, Anna de Armas, Chris Evans, and Daniel Craig are my favorite people in this film. And you'll see when you see their performances in the film that it's just stellar work from them especially. And then there's the presentation, and I'm not going to lie, I don't have much to say about this film in the visual department. The film is shot fairly well, there's some interesting transitions from scene to scene, and the way in which certain things are like, you know, framed is pretty nice. There's some nice uh, choices of colour in this film, everything just looks nice. But I think the thing that sort of stands out a little bit more is the film score by Nathan Johnson. Now, I'm not super familiar with like uh, Nathan Johnson as a composer. Um, I'm trying to figure out what other kind of stuff he's worked on in recent times. But yeah, I guess he's mainly just helped like, you know, work with uh, Brian, not Brian, oh my gosh, Ryan, sorry. Ryan Johnson's previous work with uh, Brick and Looper. So I think I remember liking the stuff in uh, Looper, but that's pretty much the only uh, notable thing that I can remember his music from because I saw Kill the Messenger but I don't remember that film score standing out but this one it was nice it had a sort of mischievous um, crafty kind of feel to it which definitely added to the mood of the film and it was certain like you know aspects of the uh, film score that stood out but I would say it was good but like nothing super memorable you know 
So now that leads us to the conclusion, what did I think of Knives Out? Well, I thought the film was pretty darn good. However, I wouldn't say it was like this mind-blowing film that some people led it to be. Now, obviously, everybody has like, you know, their own opinion about film, so I may be in the minority when it comes to this film, but I thought it was good. It was pretty captivating, and even though the trailers gave me an idea of what to expect when this film was going to come out, it ended up being like uh, a lot more different than I expected, but in a good way. The story was interesting, it was layered, it had like, you know, certain levels of complexity to it and, uh, you know, had a nice few changes here and there. Again, the cast were great and I really just liked uh, the way in which this film panned out. So yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend this film, especially if you're interested and again, I feel like this film proves that like, you know, was it Ryan Johnson isn't like some hack filmmaker or he's not, you know, pants like everybody made him out to be when The Last Jedi came around. I feel like Ryan Johnson was um, just unfortunately in like, you know, was it a position where he had a monumental task to try and continue this like, you know, was it Star Wars film and try to satisfy people by like, you know, is it giving them something different but staying within the confines of what certain Star Wars fans wanted. He veered a little too far in like, you know, the new director for certain people and then like, you know, basically we ended up being in this fractured fan base that we have right now. But I look at Ryan Johnson the same way I look at Shane Black. Both directors ended up being part of a major franchise based film. It came out. The fans didn't like it and most of the people dismissed them, but the entries afterwards always ended up being good. Now, with Shane Black, obviously, he ended up going back to a franchise that he helped, you know, he had a hand in with uh, Predator, but, you know, Predators was, mm, that film was something else. But at least when you look at his own projects like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and uh, The Nice Guys, both of those films are very, very good, very solid material and was of his own volition so clearly there's certain directors who just don't need to be part of that franchise based material just lead them to their own devices create their own unique experiences and that's where people will be able to like you know see how good they are now how many people will actually watch Ryan Johnson's new film considering like you know his uh, connection to Star Wars and how many people hate him for that remains to be seen but I will urge all of you if you are interested in a murder mystery with a really good cast and an interesting story check this film out it's some good stuff mate alright well that's me done hopefully you found this review informative and if you ended up seeing the film and if you have any thoughts on the film you know or my review be sure to leave them in the comment section below or holler at me on twitter where i'm at hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus55 or check out the filmfocus uh, facebook page we've got some nice little stuff going on over there and yeah you know this podcast is again available on soundcloud and itunes so please be sure to subscribe like us and you know do all that good stuff it'd be fun to have you as part of the crew mate but yeah that's about it uh i think the next major review i'll be doing for this podcast will probably be star wars if anything else shows up in between then you will know but yeah uh be sure to check out the previous episode uh the one where me and my uh co-host Vincent talked about the highs and lows of film fandom it was one of my favorite episodes to record so I would hope that you'd be able to check us out it's about an hour and a half but it's one of my favorite hour and a half episodes I've ever done so yeah check it out but yeah that'll do it for another episode of Film Focus thank you for listening as always and until the next time this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out peace